Lease, don't buy. Why electric car owners are more likely to qualify for a 7,500 federal tax credit when they take out a loan, according to the this article by DailyMail.com. So let's check this out. Leasing an electric vehicle could be the easiest way to qualify for a new federal tax cut, experts say. Motorists can claim up to 7,500 in credits when they buy specific models of electric car. Cars, thanks to a rebate in by the U.S. Treasury Department in April, but a bizarre loophole in regulations means that those who lease rather than buy have a greater choice in electric vehicles to choose as their next ride. The credits can be used to reduce their monthly payments on a leased vehicle. So in April, leases accounted for 41% of all electric vehicle deliveries, four times the amount in December. I gotta say, like people are so like addicted to the idea of driving these electric vehicles. And here's the thing: personally, I don't think there's any like anything wrong with wanting to drive one of these electric vehicles. But like financially speaking, does it make sense? Yeah, you're saving money on gas, but are you really saving money if you end up basically? Paying for a car that's double the price of the car that you were originally going to buy—that's gas. Like a lot of times, it just doesn't make sense, like at all. Like people need to factor that in. Let's see. The Treasury added the inflation reduction. Let's see. So the shortlist of eligible EVs, ten models qualify for full seventy-five hundred tax credit. So you got the Chrysler Pacifica, but that's an eighty thousand dollar MSRP limit. That's disgusting. Ford F one fifty eighty thousand, Lincoln Aviator GT eighty thousand, Chevy or Chevy Bolt fifty-five thousand, a Cadillac. Cadillac, Lyric, L Y R I Q, eighty thousand. Chevy Blazer, eighty thousand. Chevy Silverado, eighty thousand. Chevy Equinox, eighty thousand. Tesla Model Three, fifty-five thousand. A Tesla Model Y, eighty thousand. Like, out of all these top ten models, right? The only one. That maybe makes sense is putting it on the Tesla Model Three because, like, and also the Bolt. But even so, fifty-five thousand dollars—that's still very expensive for a car. Let's see. The new rules are filled with complex qualifying criteria detailing how a certain percentage of battery parts must come from the U.S. in order to qualify for the full seventy-five hundred rebate. As a result, only 10 of the 49 electric vehicles for sale nationally are eligible for the full credit. However, electric cars, which are leased, are defined as commercial vehicles under the rules. Commercial vehicles are exempt from the requirements, meaning borrowers have a wider selection to choose from. So the cost of electric cars has been steadily falling in recent years, and data from Kelly Blue Book in March found the average cost to buy a new electric vehicle is now around. Fifty-eight thousand nine hundred and forty dollars. But what people need to understand, 
like let's say that you were to buy like an electric vehicle and you were doing the average cost to buy a new electric vehicle to really justify owning one electric vehicle at this price point right let's see you would need basically about double that so 58,940 times 2 you'd need to be basically making $117,880 a year to really justify owning that electric vehicle, right? And again, we're talking about with the average price around 58940 Like, if you were wanting to buy one of those like $80,000 EVs, you'd need to be making about $160,000 to even remotely justify it. And even so, like, that's still, like, way too much car. So the price of leasing has also dropped. Consumer intelligence company JD Power found the average monthly ownership cost of an electric car leased for three years has fallen by $403 since December, largely because of the tax credits. Lease affordability has surpassed purchase affordability, Elizabeth Creer from J.D. Power told AP News. Joff Pohanka, president of a 21 dealership group in Maryland, Virginia, and Texas, told the LA he is anticipating a rise in leasing. That's because like people are like trying to buy cars that they simply just cannot buy. Buyers, he protects, will increasingly recognize the tax credit will help to minimize the cost of an electric car. I think the biggest problem when I see something like this is that basically the United States is a debt country. And people don't really view what is the cost of that item. They're mainly thinking, like, and this is the majority of people, can I afford the payment, right? Like, can I afford the uh, payment for that watch can i afford the payment for that car can i afford the insurance payment can i afford all this stuff right it's all payments 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 like can i afford the monthly payment and there's so many people with like massive amounts of credit card debt that are only thinking not how much like how big their balance is they're thinking like oh i could keep spending on this credit card because i could afford the monthly minimum payment, which is insane. That's where you get into situations where people have like a $50,000 credit card balance, but their like minimum payments are still pretty high, but it's just at that point where they can still afford it, so they keep spending money on that card, which is insane. Let's see. Critics argue, however, that the loophole benefits manufacturers that produce all their vehicles overseas and have yet to build factories in the U.S., which some believe was the purpose of the law. According to AP News, the Treasury denied creating a loophole and said it was Congress that exempted commercial vehicles from the manufacturing and battery requirements. When a dealer buys a vehicle and leases it to someone, it amounts to a commercial transaction. The dealer or a finance company receives the tax credit and retains ownership of the vehicle. Experts warn that not everyone who leases a vehicle will receive a tax credit, as automakers and dealers are allowed to decide whether to pass along the cut to their customers, but are not required to do so. Career added, some companies are passing the entire 7500 credit onto qualifying consumers, 
whereas others are only passing on a portion. Crazy. And the deals do not apply to used cars, which are defined as any previously owned vehicle, which is older than two years. Interesting. Best rated for the comments. Octane Gas, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goody, I could do subsidize rich people's new cars for them. So average price of a gas car is about $37,000. Average price of electric car, 67000 Well, they basically said like 58000 whatever. Remarkably, it's the rich who get a 7500 rebate. They also have to bear the cost of installing a charging system in their home. And there's literally millions and millions of Americans that don't have that option. Still don't want one. If I pay for 10 gallons of a liquid, I'm getting 10 gallons, and my tank holds 15 gallons. My fuel tank capacity won't get smaller with time, unlike an electric car's battery that would degrade and lose range over time. Yeah. Interesting. Feel free to give your thoughts if you stumble upon this. To me, it's just... You got to really like take a step back and really understand your financial situation, right? Because leasing a car is technically one of the most expensive ways to like run a car, right? Now, the biggest issue that I see with leasing a car is that you don't own the car. Like you don't get a lot of freedom as to what you can do with the car. You tend to get hit with payments if you drive too much of the car. Like, the whole point of getting a car is so that you drive it, right? So if that's the point, why lease it when you're limited as to how many miles you can go? And if you go over it, you start paying a decent amount for overdriving it. Like, I don't, like, I understand some people leasing their cars because maybe they will, like, do like a tax write-off for basically the whole like a lease payment but at the same time it still may not actually make sense right like buy a car that you can afford that is 50% or less than what you make in a year to financially justify it right now I don't think people should even remotely have a car that is about 50% their yearly income because that is still too much car for you but technically speaking you could afford it right it's just it's not good like for me I feel like if you were making like 50k after tax maybe buy a $15,000 car cash maybe buy a $10,000 car cash. If you can find a 5k car that's reliable, go ahead and do that. But like you got to understand too like no matter what vehicle you drive, it's going to go down in value. It's not going to go up. Unless you're getting into like very rare collectible cars, which you probably aren't, 
whatever you drive will go down in value. So think about it. The $58,000 average car price for an electric vehicle, that's going to go down in value. And who knows what the value is going to be for an electric vehicle five years from now, right? Because the technology for these electric vehicles are going to go through the roof. So your $58,000 car right now, that's an electric vehicle, might be worth like nothing after five years, right? Like it might literally be worth nothing. I don't know, but like technology is going to keep increasing like an insane amount and cars already lose a crazy amount of value. Like I think like Range Rovers lose almost like 70% of their value within five years. I know some Mercedes lose like 60% of their value in like three years. Like it gets pretty bad very quickly. So like imagine you put like a thousand dollars into a car and like seven hundred dollars of it just goes bye bye right like that is a horrible feeling like why would you want to lose so much money by buying a car that you can't really afford so just think about that like view car like i mean if you're a car person go ahead and buy a car that you really want as long as you can afford it but for the majority of people like you are pretty much using a car to get from point A to point B, back to point A, right? So just get something that fulfills that need that you have and is reliable and try to get it for pretty cheap because a car is basically going to be your second most expensive purchase in your lifetime other than your home, right? Like It's just like behind the home. Because the home is typically the most expensive purchase that an individual will make. So just keep that in mind. Like, don't overspend on a car. Because it's going to go way down in value, no matter the car.